Oh, sugar, banana, dun, dun, dun. Oh, podcasting. You are my podcast. Okay, enough. Wow. Not sweet. The singing is not sweet. Um, here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I'm Harland Williams, your host, who just happens to have the same name as the podcast, The Harland Highway. That's why it fits so well, because it's The Harland Highway, and my name's Harland, and it just all fit together. Okay, I named it. Um, anyways, we have a great show for you today. We're going to open the uh, the listener mailbag. We're going to be getting to some of your letters that you write to me here at the podcast at harlandwilliams.com. We'll be addressing your concerns your opinions, your comments, your insults, everything. doesn't matter to me. You can write what you want. It's not going to kill me. But what is going to kill you is, have you ever been hit by a train? I'm sure some of you have. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the human body and uh, how uh, resilient it is. Um, We're going to be talking about getting pulled over by the cops. And criminals, we're going to be discussing the criminal element today. Are you a criminal? Possibly, but I'll tell you one thing that's not criminal is coming right here to listen to the Harland Highway because it's free. It's free right now. The Harland Highway! Letters, oh we get letters, we get your letters every day. Lots of letters, lots of letters from all you people listening out there. I do appreciate the letters. Let's get right to it and answer some of your mail that you write to me at harlandwilliams.com. Go to the website, and uh, if you have a comment, an observation, an insult, a compliment, whatever you have, uh, I will try to get to it and get it on the podcast here. Let's see who we got here. Let's see here. We have a letter from uh, Janine. It says, so glad I found you. Hey, Harlan, I've been a fan for years. Um, I'm so glad I found your podcast. I'm currently going through a divorce, and I don't think I've laughed as much in the last nine months as I have in the last week I've been listening to your podcast. Thanks so much for bringing laughter to my life again chicken chow main baby well wow yeah divorce is probably one of the cruelest most hurtful painful things you can ever been through take it from me i've been through it all right it is the worst it drags on and on and because it's a wound from the heart It just stays with you forever, and uh, I'm glad you're dealing with it. I'm glad I can bring some uh, humor and laughter into your life. That's part of why I do this show, uh, to help people get through the tough times, to put a smile on their face, to help them giggle through the day. Um, 
And on that note, here's another letter from uh, Jeremy Leneve. And uh, he said, I've enjoyed your comedy for years, and apparently you suffer from funny Tourette syndrome the same as I. But just writing to tell you that your comedy has brought me through some tough times. My wife suffered a stroke and an aneurysm last year, and she's now disabled. I have had to quit my job to care for her. And my brother, seven years my senior, died last March. Uh... It's kind of sad to hear this stuff, but uh, here's what he goes on to say. He says, I do thank you for the laughs and will always remember your so-called levity. Have a good time and keep them coming. Jeremy Leneve, Hopskinville, Kentucky. Wow. And so I'll say it again. Uh, hey, this is, this is what it's all about, making people laugh. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your um, very sad... And uh, painful experiences with uh, your loved ones. Um, life is tough. And uh, hopefully making you laugh a little makes it not as tough. Uh, here's hoping everyone uh, is on the way to recovering. And uh, thank you for your letter. That was uh, very nice of you to write. Um, here's one, uh, and these are a little, uh, these ones are a little sad, but you know, they're, they're an indication, uh, a peek behind the curtain at, um, you know, what people need in their life. Uh, here's uh, a letter from Dennis Sarzinski. Uh, he goes, Harlan, thanks for the podcast, man. It's the last thing my wife and I hear before we drift off to sleepy land every night. Okay. Glad to know I'd knock you out every night. <laughs> Don't know if you'll read this or can res uh, respond, but on a somber note, we had to put our best friend to rest last week. Joey, our adopted Dalmatian. He was my wife's baby. He was my son. He was so much more than a pet. He went through hell with us over the past 10 years, and at the end of every day, just smiled, licked us, and wanted a hug. Wow. If only, I'm not going to go there. Uh, no therapy or medicine like that in the world, man. Don't have much money after the medical bills on me and Joey, but would it be possible to request a small Dalmatian sketch from in the style of your children's books? Um, well, you know what? I don't have time to uh, lay down a sketch at the moment uh, on pen and, with pen and paper, but why don't I do a sketch... Uh, a comedy sketch on a Dalmatian, since that's what I'm doing anyways. I'm right here on the podcast, and, uh, you know, why don't I talk about them for a little? Dalmatians, I've always been uh, very suspicious that they might not be a dog, and I hate to bust your balloon here, Dennis, but it's always been my assertion that Dalmatians are, in fact, uh, albino leopards, or they're the ghosts of leopards, um, and they haven't found their way into the big jungle in the sky yet. Um, but that's just my theory. You know, they've got the spots. They've got the same kind of size. Um, but I've always wondered why fire uh, houses have had uh, Dalmatians. Uh, as pets or as mascots. You ever, you ever uh, see like a... A little, uh, you know, clay statue of a Dalmatian out front of a firehouse or a Dalmatian riding on the back 
of a fire truck. I'm just not sure what kind of uh, asset a dog is at a burning inferno. You know, I can just picture uh, Bill the fireman trying to uh, save an old lady up in a 10-story window, and Barney the Dalmatian wants to play catch and is, like, nipping at his ankles. <laughs> Come on, throw the ball, throw the ball. Yeah, I got an old lady. Uh, she's burning in a window. I don't care. Throw the ball or I'm going to pee on your leg. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they are cute. I uh, I love Dalmatians, and um, I don't know. Maybe one day get a Sharpie and connect all those dots and see what's really behind the skin of that Dalmatian. Um, I'm sorry you lost your dog. But you know what? Go get a new one. There are millions of uh, strays and millions of dogs that uh, need a loving home. And believe me, you know dogs. They all have their own distinct personality. That's one thing that's great about losing dogs. And I have lost a dog, too. So you're learning a lot about me today through your mail. You learned that I've been divorced. You've learned that I lost a dog. But that being said, I went ahead and got a new dog after the divorce. A new girl. No, not a new girl. When I lost my dog, I got a new dog, and you're like, man, I can't love any dog as much as the dog I lost. Wrong. I'm telling you what, almost any dog will bring you immeasurable joy and happiness and dedication. It is great. All right, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. A lot of good praise coming in. Let's see if we got any, uh, any negativity here. Let's see. So we dip into the mailbag. All right, here we go. Here we go. Bill Lathrop. Uh, Bill says, you really need someone else in there with you. I listened to several of your later shows, and it was rather lame. On the other hand, compared to your earlier shows, you've improved dramatically. I've heard you on the Bob and Tom show, and I know you can be really funny when you have other people to bounce ideas off of, but sitting in a room all by yourself really isn't your style. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, I appreciate that observation. I appreciate uh, the comment. Everything goes here at the Harlan Highway. I don't hide the bad, and I don't hide the good. The problem is, just so you know, Bill, I am such a busy guy, okay, and I'm not making this up. I am running all over the country doing stand-up shows and comedy clubs and theaters. I am currently working on a handful of animated shows where I do the voices. I have been writing on a show called Robot Chicken. I go to meetings, I go to uh, shoot pilots, I do TV stuff, I do movie stuff. (gasps) I do so much stuff, I barely have time to do this podcast. And so as much as I would love to have way more guests in here and bounce off of them, I just don't have the time. So I am working on that. I enjoy it. I love interviewing people. I love bouncing off of people. Uh, But... It's just a matter of time. So I will make a better effort in upcoming shows to have more people. But don't forget, I am not in here alone, okay? Harlan Williams is not in here alone. If you listen to the show, the podcast, you'll know that there are a lot of characters in here with me. 
We've got Dr. Ascot. We've got James T. Kirk. We've got Senor Fuentes. We've got, uh, oh my gosh, Cinnamon Boy. We've got uh, Dr. Debbie Tanzer. We've got so many characters in here, so... But I get what you're saying. I appreciate it, and I will work on it. Let's uh, let's get to another letter here. All righty. What's this? Steve Chorney. Thank God I found your website. Since doing so, I no longer lead, need to take my Paxil. <laughs> Thank God for that, man. Thank God I've replaced Paxil. A, it's cheaper. I'm free. And Paxil ain't good for you, man. Uh, speaking of drugs, you definitely know you've smoked BC Bud when you have cotton mouth so bad that you don't realize you've been drooling on yourself for the last hour like I have. Yeah, not a good sign. Might want to take some Paxil for that. Seriously, though, thanks for making fellow Canucks like myself proud. Canadians definitely rule Hollywood when it comes to making people laugh. Keep us cracking up. Peace, brother. Steve. Well, Steve Chorney, thank you for that. Uh, yes, uh, as most of you know, I am a Canadian boy, but I'm also an American boy now. Uh, I have my American citizenship, but I'm always happy and proud to represent uh, the land of my birth and be affiliated, associated with all the funny people that have come from Canada. And I'm just as proud to be here in the U.S., making people giggle here. Uh, why don't I just call myself a North American that way I encompass uh, both of my native lands, and uh, all is harmonious in the universe. All right, let's do one last letter here from you, the uh, listeners. Here we go. Uh, this is from Turf from Australia. I wanted, wanted you to know I still listen to every single podcast. I laughed my elbows off at the mouse traps on the ice cream. The screams. Ah, 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 ha, ha. Senor Fuentes is really freaking funny, and he reminds me of what's-his-name is during an argument. Not sure what that means, but he says, I am spreading the word. Big belly laughs from Australia. So isn't that nice? Gosh. Touching people all over the world. And not like a priest. I just mean through the podcast. Um, great to hear from you guys. Like I said, you can drop me a letter, uh, anything you want, uh, to my website, harlowwilliams.com. Um, I do appreciate your feedback, your comments. Um, and uh, for now, that's it. We're going to wrap up the uh, Harland Highway mailbag and get back to the regular podcast. Another letter from our listeners. Yep, number nine's on time. I better open the shop and sweep off the steps. <laughs> yeah, the old train's coming into town, and I don't know if you people watch the news. You sound like an educated crowd. I think you probably do. Is it just me, or have you noticed that every year a few dumbasses end up getting hit by trains? 
You know, some doorknob falls asleep on the tracks, because, you know, that's a nice, quiet place to sleep, on top of being very comfortable. What's that? A down-filled mattress or a steel train rail to sleep on? Oh, I'll take the steel train rail, please. I mean, come on, or some knob, like, tries to beat the train across, or some idiot drives across and somehow doesn't hear the giant train rumbling, and the light, and the horn, and the choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Bam! You're out of there. I mean, maybe those people, maybe we des- they deserve to go. You gotta figure they're pretty slow. They can't be contributing much to society when they're so thick that they don't know how to move out of the way of a train. Do you get the sense that these are the same people that if they lived in Hawaii, the lava would get them? Okay? You got a giant chunk of steel with horns and lights barreling down at you. Sounds like thunder coming over a hill. And somehow you don't see it? Uh, what's that, that rumbling, man? I don't know. I had nachos for lunch, man. Wow, it's really loud. Ooh, looks like you got gas, too, man. Yeah, I got gas, too, man. No, that's a train, idiot. You can just see these guys in Hawaii, man. Hey, man, what's that, uh, what's that brown blob moving towards us? I don't know, man. Pass me the taco. I don't care, man. I want some lunch. It seems to be getting closer. And is it just me or is it getting hotter in here? Hotter in where, man? We're outside. Well, then, is it just me or are we getting hotter out here? And why is my lawn chair on fire, man? What's this red stuff all around? I don't know, man. It looks like lava. Or maybe it's refried beans. Let me put some on my taco, man. Ow, that hurts, man. I'm staying up here on my chair. Well, your chair's on fire and the aluminum's melting. Oh, man, I wish a train would come by so we could get out of here. Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't know, man. Some people are just thick. Go get hit by a train. Go get gobbled up by the lava. Go stand in a field and let a meteorite hit you. I don't know. It's a funny world. Funny people in it. Just get off the tracks when you hear the ding, 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 you big ding bat. All aboard! Although I do have to say the human body is um, fairly resilient. Uh, you've all watched America's Home Funniest Bleeper videos. You've all seen uh, news footage of people getting hit by cars and falling off of horses and you know, falling off ladders and tripping and rolling down hills. And, you know, half the time we laugh at it because it's so extreme. But um, how often do you see just someone get up and walk away? You know, you'll see some guy on America's Funniest Videos going down like a railing at a library on a skateboard and his nuts wrap around a fire hydrant and his teeth hit a tree. And the back of his head, like, bounces off a uh, station wagon. 
And he kind of lays there for a second and then jumps up and gets back on the skateboard and keeps going. You'll see like a grandpa on America's Funniest Videos jumping around on his kid's pogo stick. And he goes over a cliff and lands in a volcano. Volcano spits him out into the air. He hits a helicopter blade. Lands uh, back on earth on someone's uh, fence post. Pries himself off and goes and plays bingo. All right, that's a little extreme, but what I'm saying is the human body is fairly flexible and resilient, and miraculously it survives a lot of abuse. I mean, look at professional sports uh, players. Look at people that uh, you ever see uh, America's most dangerous car chases. And I swear I saw one where a guy was in a Corvette going uh, like 105 through the desert on the way to Vegas. Hits the back of an 18-wheeler. Cops are in pursuit. Corvette does about 48 flips. Guy flies out of the window, gets up and starts running through the desert. I mean, what are we made of? So uh, as as crazy as things get for us, uh, sometimes we're kind of invincible. I don't know if it's adrenaline or it's just sheer luck. Or we're very rubbery, but uh, sometimes we survive the most miraculous things, kind of the way you're surviving this podcast right now. Good for you. Okay, everybody, here's uh, here's something for the uh, I, uh, I did not know that file. Uh, the I did not know that file. Did you know that when a cop pulls you over... You are, by law, allowed to ask to see his identification. I didn't know that. I just thought they had all the power, man. They pull you over. You're at their mercy. They can ask for what they want. They can make you get out and walk around and put your nose on your face and touch your forehead and do a handstand and walk backwards reciting the Lord's Prayer. It ain't fun, man, and the cops aren't going to like this that I've let the cat out of the bag, but hey, it's called evening the score a little bit. Okay, we're allowed to ask for your ID, so have fun with it, people. I mean, next time you get pulled over, cop strolls up to your car, license and identification, please. Oh, sure, officer, and while we're at it, I'd like to see your identification, please. I'm sorry. So am I. Give me your ID, buddy. Uh, I'm the one asking the questions here, not you. Oh, yeah? Well, you better show me who you are, or I'm going to see your ass in court. Um, well, I have a Blockbuster video card. Does that count? Let me see it. Officer Penelowski? Uh, Blockbuster video membership number 573-9057-1? Yes, that's me, sir. Well, why don't you just put your ID back and uh, I'll let you go for this time. Really? Yeah, I'm going to let you go with a warning. Uh, okay. So you just get back uh, in your car and drive away and I'll pretend this never happened. Uh, uh, Thank you, sir. 
And by the way, don't mention that uh, I've got three DVDs that are overdue. No, you get gone. I won't say a word. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, turn the tables. You don't have to be David Copperfield to make a table turn now. Next time you get pulled over, ask for the old copper ID. Make them squirm the way they make you squirm. <laughs> now you know their names. Now you know where they live. Either go give them a ticket or go egg their house. No, that's not nice, but go make them some eggs. Make them an omelet. Maybe next time they won't pull you over on the ever-juicy Harlan Highway. Oh, yes. Yes, shut it off. Thank you, officer. Um, You know, you ever watch that show Cops? And like 80, 90% of the time that they they uh, pull over a male suspect or they've apprehended a male suspect, they never have their shirt on, right? It's always guys with no shirts. And I thought they must be staging that or somebody's telling them to take their shirts off for ratings because they want it to be, you know, more sexual like every other TV show. It's like... Hey, dude, we'll throw you 500 bucks if you rip your shirt off before we cuff you, man. Okay. But what about when I get to jail and I'm half naked? Oh, don't worry. Someone will take care of you. What? Um, so I was uh, out on a road trip not too long ago, and I'm driving through the country like I'm in the middle of, like, Nebraska or something where most of this stuff's filmed, I believe. And lo and behold, uh, I come up on some kind of uh, police altercation, some kind of police stop. And I'm driving by, and it's kind of a beat-up old house on the side of the street. And sure enough, there's some teenage white kid. They're throwing the cuffs on him, no shirt. And I'm like, wow, it's real. It's true. This stuff really happens. I guess it was one of those, like, myths, like the Loch Ness Monster or Crop Circles. I just thought maybe it was all staged. But no, I guess for some reason, bad people don't wear shirts. So uh, there's a clue. If you're uh, in the neighborhood and uh, there's been a rash of uh, break-ins, B&Es, and uh, one of the punks in the neighborhood keeps strolling up and down the block shirtless, he's your guy. It's him, officer, the guy with the nipples. Get him, boys. <laughs> I guess that's why we don't have a lot of uh, women criminals, right? You notice the uh, the ratio, men compared to women? I guess the, uh, the uh, reason being is, you know, women are just a little apprehensive about getting topless. Women are a little more conservative. And uh, maybe a little more obvious. It's it's hard to uh, break into a house when there's 12 horny men chasing you down the street. Oh, my God, she's got her hooters out. Come on, guys. Like 20 guys chasing her down the road. She's like, um, do you mind? I'm, I'm trying to steal um, a flat screen TV and a Blu-ray. Can we help you? No, this is my score. Can we touch your boobs? Get out of here. Here's a siren coming. Let's go. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe everyone should just get naked and we'll have a crime spree orgy. How's that sound? What's going to happen when, when criminals start getting pantless? What kind of anarchy will uh, spread through society at that point? Yeah, we got a uh, bank robber at 3rd and 52. Can you give me a description? He's got a five-inch penis. Oh, my God. Put a bulletproof vest on, for Christ's sake. Uh, Anyways, I am spiraling, as I often do. uh, But, you know, that's probably why you listen. Um, And speaking of listening... You crazy nuts. If you want to listen to me live, uh, you can come see me this weekend in Hartford, Connecticut at the Improv Comedy Club. Go to improv.com for all the information or go to harlandwilliams.com for uh, tickets, prices, showtimes, websites, phone numbers, all that stuff. And uh, if you're feeling alienated on on the uh, West Coast, don't be. Because I will be doing a gig in San Francisco uh, on September 4th, Saturday, September 4th, at the Herbs Theater, downtown San Fran. You can uh, go online to cityboxoffice.com and get uh, get your tickets. Or you can call 415-392-4400. going to be an incredible show at a beautiful theater, live stand-up, and... Me, with a friend, Brian Pamero, uh, we are going to be doing some sketch improv comedy, a whole second set to the show. So check it out. September 4th, Saturday, the Herbs Theater, San Francisco, and July 22nd to 25th at the Hartford, Connecticut Improv on the East Coast. So there you go. Um race to come and see me don't get pulled over by the cops don't get hit by a train uh because i want to see you there and we're going to have some laughs and that's all the laughs we have for today on the show but we'll be back next time and until that time a large order of chicken chow main baby 21 to 26 at 